Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago while his kids were running around. The front porch is a strange place. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. Smart woman. We're still family owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We have a boat webinar coming up on Thursday, June the 9th. Be sure to check it out and register toscano.com forward slash webinars. On today's episode, we're talking with casualty underwriter Jamie Drummond, and we're talking about contractors and her insurance journey. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Today, we have a special guest from the Toscano Agency. We have casualty underwriter Jamie Drummond with us. And you know, through years of experience, I won't say how many, I'm not going to like disclose her age, but uh, she's really been able to build excellent relationships and move through several roles throughout her career. Jamie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. So I want to jump right in. Tell me a little bit. I always ask everybody how insurance chose you because I have yet to find people who wake up and say, I want to be in insurance when I grow up. Like nobody ever does that. So how did it happen to you? What's your story? Uh, well, yes, I didn't choose it. I mean, I'm glad I'm here, but certainly didn't choose it. My mother knew someone that worked at my previous employer. So they were looking for a receptionist and I was looking for something to do, like just a different job. I was, you know, um, working various jobs out of college and just kind of fell into the role. I started there as a receptionist and just kind of, uh, yeah, stuck awesome. with it. All right. And here you are. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> so walk us through, how did you, like, what types of roles did you have through the years? And did you start like with a retailer or have you always been on the wholesale side? I've always been on the wholesale side. Um, like I said, I started as a receptionist and I worked pretty much every job that you've ha- you could have through a wholesaler, which is, you know, I started as a receptionist. Then I moved to um, a file clerk when, you know, we actually had policy files, you know, mm-hmm. paper files yep. when, you, when you got to do that, um, <laughs> did policy typing, which was, you know, not fun back then because, you know, you had to use carbon paper. Yes. So if you made a mistake, not, not so much fun, not as easy <laughs> as, as typing on computers now where you can just backspace. So um, that was, you know, you're always like worried about uh, having to correct that. So um, <laughs> work through accounting, work through claims, you know, um, then I became an assistant underwriter for a number of years, worked under some great people um, that mentored me and then moved into production. So it was kind of nice to get an understanding of, you know, all the roles right. that make up what comes together. You know, like every job is super important. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to kind of feel get a feel for, you know, what everyone does there. Yeah, it definitely makes you well-rounded in your seat for sure. Cause you understand every angle of what happens from start to finish. So um, obviously now you're a casualty underwriter at Toscano. What other um, types of underwriters did you work under before? What lines of business? Pretty much all lines of business except auto. So we did a lot of um, professional environmental, which we still, which I still handle now here. Um, property packages, liquor, you know, and then casualty. Okay. Awesome. Very good. So not so much personal lines, no personal lines and no auto. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. All on the casualty and commercial side. That's awesome. And that just really helps you to be able to 
handle all different types of accounts? Because I'm sure you've seen a lot throughout the years, whether you were an underwriter or typing a policy or, you know, being an assistant to an underwriter. I'm sure you've seen a lot of strange things throughout the years. Um, So what is it that you truly are passionate about outside of work or something that connects professionally? Go ahead and, and tell me what that is for you. That's a, a hard question right now. I'm truly passionate, obviously, about my family. You know, uh, I'm trying to find a little bit more things to be involved in since my kids are older and don't want, you know, a lot to do with me. Yeah, we were <laughs> just talking that. about that. Yeah. That. Um, but honestly, like I'm trying to look for some different things to be involved in. You know, I started last year on a little bit of uh, a health kick. Okay. You know, so like eating better and exercising. I mean, I guess that shouldn't be like, uh, you know. I guess I can be passionate about it. It shouldn't be a hobby. It should be really a lifestyle, which I'm trying to, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm trying to uh, get more involved in, but if anyone out there is listening and and is doing anything interesting, please let me know. I'm I'm looking for ideas of things to do. Like I want to start (laughs) learning how to cook, but you know, like I, I was looking online to see if maybe I could take some cooking classes, something of that nature. I'm getting back into reading, which, you know, I haven't done in a long time because, you know, it takes time. Right. So yeah. What, what kind of things can you, uh, what are you involved in? I know your, your daughter. <laughs> so you and I are both at like a similar stage with our kids. Like you it feels unnatural because they don't really want a lot to do with you. It feels like you're doing something wrong. Like they're off doing yeah. their own thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have two and a half hours where I don't have to do anything. Let's fill this time. Yeah. It's kind of awkward and uncomfortable and it's weird. Um, but it's good though. I mean, they think that they're, yeah. you know, doing their own thing, but it is a different stage in my life where I'm not used to having so much free time and trying to mm-hmm. figure out what to do with it. You know, yeah. I'm really trying yeah. to branch out and, and no, find some I, new things to do. I get it. See, I love gardening. I'm like that person. So I love to garden vegetable garden and, you know, flowers. I love to do that, but I also love to cook as well. So that kind of goes hand in hand a little bit. I took a cooking class in Pittsburgh when I was out there with my team the last time. And maybe you're going to want to do this or we can do this next time I'm out there. Um, what was it called? Chalk, top walk talk, I believe is what it was called. And it was really good. We did some French recipes, which was absolutely delicious. Rolled me down the steps. We ate so much food. It was so good and such a great time. So I do love to cook. That is something that I have always been passionate about, but now I'm becoming a little bit more passionate about, um, different types of working out. Cause I got injured in November, so I can't run like I normally would. So I've been doing a lot of cross training and weightlifting, which sounds like really weird, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It is great for, you know, stress reduction. So that's kind of been my newest, latest and greatest, but I will say, you know, currently I'm on a no sugar, no caffeine kick because of my doctor said so. She's like, let's try this for 30 days. Don't do it. That's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Like last year, whenever I started, like, I, you know, uh, trying to eat better and, you know, work out and do that things. I gave up coffee. I gave up um, pop, you know, like it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. So, you know, get away from that. It is. It's it coffee is for me. Like I my one coffee. cup of coffee. It's just one cup of coffee a day. Like, I can, you know, have tea. I'm doing that, but this is just to see if we can get some hormone levels where they need to be. So it's not like crazy, crazy health stuff, but when you have to make a change like that, it's like, what the heck? Like I had a caffeine withdrawal headache, like no one's business for three days. I was like, wow, maybe this isn't good. 
for me. <laughs> I miss the smell of coffee, you know? Yeah. I had a cup a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I could feel my heart like racing because <laughs> I because yeah. I'm not used to having caffeine anymore. It's you so know? weird. It's so yeah. weird. My biggest thing is wine. She's like, yeah, let's let's not do wine for a month. And I'm like, what? Yeah, That's no, I'll still thing. do wine. <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I think I'm down to water and wine and, and occasionally beer, but that's it. That's pretty much all I drink. So More water than it. wine. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so, you know, I know you, you're with Toscano. It's pretty new for you. You and I met um, at Interns Club of Pittsburgh event. And that was a great time. And you're really involved in that. Are you just as involved? Why don't you share a little bit about your past experiences with that? Sure. So um, I was on the board of the insurance club for a number of years. Um, Before that, I was involved and I went to a bunch of events. It's a a great organization, you know, great for social networking. They have a lot of fun events Um, and then kind of moved up through there. And I was the past, I was the president two years ago. So now I'm off of the you know, insurance club. I still go to all the events. You know, we have we have a golf outing coming up um, later on this month, and then obviously I Day, which is October. So that's one of our big events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's a great organization. Um, I was president during COVID, so that was a little stressful. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Know, we're, yeah, we're to have yeah our big event I Day. You know, and two months before COVID hit, so that was definitely a challenge. It was stressful for you know everyone, not just for the event, but you know, the whole world, but it was, right. it was definitely a challenge just to kind yeah. of maneuver and, 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 you know, change things up on the fly and kind of try to figure things out. Yeah. But. It's, it's a great, it's a great organization. I've enjoyed participating um, several times now, and they definitely seem to have a lot of longevity there. There seems to be people that have been there for decades and, you know, it's nice to see people socialize. And I have to say, I think that's something that the insurance industry folks do very well. We all seem to socialize very well. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. And thank you for, yeah, you, you were on the panel. Yeah. Um, a few years ago for I day. So I appreciate that. You did. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you had to, um, you know, kind of convince me to do that. And there was an exchange of a beverage afterwards. That was kind of part of the deal. So, you know, Jamie and I go <laughs> way back. <laughs> so tell me a little bit in your new role here at Toscano, what are the types of accounts you're seeing the most right now? Currently right now, we're seeing a lot of contractors. Obviously we have some great markets for that. Uh, products accounts, that we are writing a lot of definitely umbrella, you know, the umbrella markets, you know, a little, a little bit of a struggle, but Mm -hmm. uh, we have some great markets for that as well. But contractors seems to be what I'm seeing the most and uh, hitting on the most. Awesome. We we can have pretty quick turnaround. We we have a lot of contract markets that uh, we can place these with. So depending on what you have, we'd love to see it. Okay. So when you do have an agent that is sending you an account for a contractor. What's some advice you have? What can they do to make sure it gets to the top of your stack and is going to get a quote the fastest? What's your advice? For contractors, I mean, Accord apps usually do not cut it. Uh, we, we have, d- depending on the type of contractor it is, we have various supplementals that you can get on our website or if you email you know, as we can send you over a contractor supplemental, that'll give us a really good idea of what they're doing. You can get a quick turnaround. If there's loss runs, you know, please provide them if there's been claims just give us full details on it. The more information I think, the better on any account, to be honest. I mean, yeah, that, definitely. That's pretty much it. Tell tell the story. If it's being canceled for some reason or if there's a big loss, 
just just let us know. It would help us, you know, market it, find the right fit for it, get you quicker terms, you know, just tell the story. That's pretty much it. Definitely. And I know that we, we can quote off of other apps if they have them, but it really does just make sense to talk to us first because we all want to be working smarter, not harder here. So if we can give you an easier app to fill out, that's going to work better. You're only going to know that if you talk to us first. So, you know, I really encourage folks to reach out, even if it's an email, I say talk, I mean, you can email us too. Um, Cause then people are still afraid of the phone after COVID. Have you noticed this? Like people like don't want to get on the phone. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten better, I think, but definitely those that, you know, the past two years, it's been a struggle even to just get people on the phone, you know, yeah everyone's, you know, glued to the computer and email. I love to talk to people. I love to get to know people, build relationships. So um, picking up the phone and having a conversation, I think is, is the best way to do it. Absolutely. So a couple of sweet spots. I know you said contractors, are there specific contractors that you've really been hitting on or, or anything you want to share that you wrote recently that might help to, to bring some awareness for listeners? Sure. Um, general contractors, um, we definitely have some great markets for roofing. You know, we've written, I've written a handful of roofers lately. Um, we can do all types of roofers. So it's, you know, asphalt. Um, if they, if they do heat work, you know, we have markets that will, will, um, quote those. So they've been, you know, currently things I've been hitting on even work comp for contractors, you know, awesome. We have a ton of work comp markets. Very good. Very good. So that's, it's great information. It helps to, to spread some awareness. I know there's always a contractor that an independent agent can't write for whatever reason. And we definitely are able to fill that void with what we've got here. So yeah, we also do, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you no, go ahead. Also, yeah. on the contracting side too. I mean, we see a lot of requirements now that contractors need to get pollution. So mm-hmm. we have markets that can do that as well. So, and minimum premiums start anywhere, you know, 1500 to two grand depending on the type of contractor. So I mean, we're seeing more of that too, or at least I am. Right. That's, that's a really awesome fact because it's totally true. And a lot of agents just aren't even aware of the need for that. And the more, the more they share with you, the more they talk to you. That's the thing that I love. I know that we get agents that come to us that haven't written these types of accounts. They're coming to us in a desperate moment and they're not quite sure we are able to explain things to you. Like I know when I first entered the industry, if I had to call an underwriter, I was like ready to puke. Like this person has been in this industry longer than I've been on this planet at this point in my life. And like, I just don't even feel worthy of having a conversation. Like I would clam up and like, forget everything I knew about insurance. I don't know why I got like this. I was just really intimidated because they had been doing this so long. So that certainly isn't the way you are, right, Jamie? (laughs) You're not going to yell and scare people, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so definitely we can not. definitely answer your questions and hold your hand through the process. Now, we're not going to fill out the application for you, but obviously our underwriters are going to be able to answer your questions and kind of guide you a little bit if you haven't written this type of account before. So we definitely can help to do that. Well, Jamie, I hope you find a new hobby. I'm sure you will. I know you're working hard on it. Fill that free time with something. I'm going to have to check out that cooking class too that you talked about. Yes, it was so fun. Seriously, when I'm out there next, maybe we can do one together. It was so fun. It was a really good time. Yeah, I need to get uh, some other uh, items on my my limited menu. (laughs) Yes, no, I think we all do. You get sick of the weekday stuff. 
I know. And then just trying to cook better too, since I've been trying to eat healthier, like just the options aren't there. Like, I mean, they are, but you know, it's kind of, I I fell into a rut of just eating the same, you know, things and I I really need to branch out. Yes. I've had turkey burgers twice this week. Yeah. If my son looks at another turkey burger, he's probably going to (laughs) freak. My husband's like, what's it going to be? Salmon or turkey burgers? I'm like, oh boy. So what do you put in your, can I ask what you put in your turkey burgers? So my turkey burgers, I just do a ton of herbs and seasonings because it just makes it that much better. But I like to take the time to pat them when we get the fresh turkey burger that's ground. I like to pat them, put the herbs in, do the seasoning, and I throw them in the freezer and vacuum seal them. So when it is time to make them, like they just taste that much better because it's had time to sit in there and just get wonderful versus just right out of the fridge. I think it does make all the difference. Okay. So that's how you can make a bland turkey burger. I'll have to try that. I just put a ton of red pepper flakes in it. Like literally. That works too. Get the heat in there, you know. Get some heat in there and yes. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm I'm stuck on turkey burgers at the moment. But we made salmon kebabs on the grill last night and like did some um apple wood on there to smoke them to get them a different get a different flavor. So that was really good too. You know, I like grilling. That's that helps. But yeah, I know what you mean. You get sick of the same recipes all the time. So yes. What are some of your go-tos? You do turkey burgers. What else do you do? Turkey burgers a lot. I mean chicken, but just various ways to prepare chicken, Mm -hmm. tons of veggies, Mm -hmm. you know. But I don't grill that much anymore, to be honest. No, it does make a difference. Yeah. yeah. It'll it'll chew up some time. You've got the extra time. If you have the time to grill, you get different flavors on the grill than you do in the house. No doubt. I literally no don't doubt. think we fired up our grill since, you know, it's been like a, probably a year. The last thing I made on it was a frozen pizza, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, whatever. No, the grill can be really good. It helps to get different flavors, especially grilled veggies. I love grilled veggies. Like they get like sweeter, they get smoky. Like I just, I love it. I do. Get your grill fired up. There we go. You got this weekend. I'm on it. There you go. <laughs> I want you to call me Monday. I want to know what you ate. There's probably something <laughs> living in our grill. Who knows? I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Seriously, we haven't used it in that long. <laughs> Well, you know, before you fire it up, open it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make sure it's clean. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Jamie, thanks for joining me this morning. And I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. You did the same. Thanks for having me. And I'm on the roll.